Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Pharrell on a bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, the broken eight, a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad letters, bad taste, bad lies, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York. Ooh. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. People dressed in plastic bags. Directed traffic. Some kind of fashion. Shake it up. Should do be- Oh, my friend, that come around. Flats fly to party up. Rats on the west side. Bed bugs up down. What a mess. It's tides are tattered. My brain is splattered all over Manhattan. Should do be shake out. Are you with us tonight from New York? 855-212-4CBS is our toll-free line. Brought to you by GEICO. Great news. You can save a bunch of money if you just switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. There you go. Mitch Lawrence of uh, NBA Radio at 1040. The NBA season uh, gets going tomorrow night, and despite early reports... Number one overall pick, Zion Williamson, would not miss a lot of time. He's now going to be out six to eight weeks. You won't see him until December after meniscus surgery today. Pelicans, Raptors, Lakers, Clippers, the doubleheader tip-off tomorrow night. Regular season begins in the association tomorrow night. So there you go. We'll talk to uh, Mitch Lawrence about that coming up at 40 past this very hour. And then uh, an hour after that, 1140 East, 840 West, Bob Nightingale, USA Today National Baseball Scribe. He'll talk about the World Series. It begins tomorrow night in Houston after the Astros beat the Yankees Saturday night in dramatic fashion. It'll be Garrett Cole against Max Scherzer in a doozy of a game one tomorrow night. It does not get any better than Cole Scherzer for an opener. I guess unless it was Cole Strasburg. I mean, those two are... Your flavor of the night. They'll probably get a good game two then. Verlander Strasburg, right? There you go. Game two. So I have to say that uh, I couldn't even believe the way that ended Saturday night. Uh, honest to God. After LeMayu hits a, a game-tying two-run homer in the ninth inning with one out. I mean, you got to be kidding me. That Araldis Chapman gives up a, a two-run walk-off bomb to... Altuve to end it, and then I'm, like, watching this guy smiling on the mound. Uh, I mean, I couldn't even believe what I was seeing either. He said that's the only reason he was smiling. He couldn't believe it. No, he was crushed after the game. They showed, they showed There was some video of him in the locker room with Aaron Boone, and I, I think he was stunned. He couldn't believe that he gave up a homer. Uh, honestly, um, for me, that game, uh, even with the LeMayhew homer, I- I'm sorry. The Yankees did an awful job. It was – it was like the, the couple games before that. They didn't hit the guys they are supposed to hit, okay? Peacock and, and all these other guys that the Astros rolled through for seven or eight innings Bikini. before they got to Osuna. I get it. They hit the tying, He hit the tying homer off Osuna. Whatever. I'm talking about all those guys, the underbelly of the Astro pitching staff, 
that the Yankee team built the way they are with all the power. Right. They're supposed to hit those guys, and they had two runs going into the ninth inning. Their guys got it done. The Yankee guys did get it done all game. Again, Hap, all these guys that pitched. I mean, just an awful job by the Yankee bats on Saturday night in Houston. I couldn't believe what I was seeing uh, when I saw him tie it. I went crazy. And then five minutes later, he gives up this home run. I, I wanted to puke. And it, and he gives it up to the one guy on the team that, like, you don't throw to. And I get it. He's not the big power hitter on the team. Altuve destroys the Yankees. It doesn't matter who's on the mound. The guy kills the Yankees. I would have rather, like, you know, Pitch around him. Let Bregman beat you. Let somebody else beat you. That guy always beats you. How do you throw him anything? I get his He missed whatever it was. He sat on that slider. He teed off on it. He should have never threw that. He shouldn't have been throwing it anywhere near the plate to that guy. You got to give the Astros credit. They're better than the Yankees. They're a better team. They are 100% the better team. Um, they, they're the best team in baseball. And you know what? Barely. Ba- barely. No, no. Look, it's close, sure, but they're the better team right now, and they're going to face a team that's hot. They've had a week off, but they're hot. They've got good pitching. The Astros are better than the Nationals, but that doesn't mean the Nationals can't win this series. So are you rooting for the Nationals in this series? I'm rooting for them, and I'm also going to, because I like the price, I'm going to play them for the series at plus 190. You're going to bet on the Nationals to win it at plus 190. Why not? for the series, because I want to have a little juice, obviously – you know, the Astros beat the Yankees straight up. It is what it is. I'm going to root against them and root against them. That, right. That's what it is. It is what it is. Uh, Monday night, uh, everybody was excited about the Monday night game at uh, MetLife in East Rutherford. Too bad it's 24 nothing. Did they just not? 26 did he, now. Now it's 26. A safety there, right? He knocked it out of the end zone. Yep, automatic safety. It's a freaking comedy of errors. They just can't get anything right. Donald keeps throwing off his back foot like an idiot. Because they keep letting pressure, and so every time he's trying to escape, he's throwing off his back foot, just tossing it up to the Patriots for three interceptions now. He's fumbled it on a sack. They're getting no blocking whatsoever. They just snapped it over his head into the end zone. It's just everything is going wrong for them. It's absolutely pathetic. After you just had the game against last week where you just destroyed the Cowboys and embarrassed them so much that people were questioning if Gary should get fired, you come back and you just lay an A completely against the Patriots at home. Yeah, and they're absolutely uh, Brady, 20 of 28, 186 yards and a touchdown. And, I mean, they went out. I mean, Michelle scored early, made it 7-zip. You believe there was people He's running around this place saying that the Jets were going to win tonight? Of course. I mean, I mean and, and Mafia is a good Jet fan. I don't. This is not about Mafia. This, this is about other people that run around after they beat the Cowboys last week and thought that they were going to win this game tonight. They thought they're not competitive, be competitive. They thought they were going to win this game tonight. It's just sad. It, it really is. Um, Mafia, it, it, when I hit this bet tonight, I'm going to go 20-8 and eight in NFL bets on the week, and that's just all there is to it. I mean, after yesterday, I was at 69%. That number's going up now. Another uh, huge week. A huge week. So, bottom line is I was on – Fire! Saturday, I hit 69% of the college football games. Sunday, 67% of NFL bets hit. And then I had already hit the Thursday night Chiefs game in uh, Denver on both ways, money line and spread. So I was sitting at 
Now, when it was all said and done, 18 and 8 for the week in the NFL bets. And that's just sickening on my website. Everybody uh, raked. Everybody was raking cash instead of the leaves in their front yard and the fall foliage. Everybody was raking $100 bills. The Cowboys broke a three-game losing streak by beating up the Eagles. The Ravens get an impressive win in Seattle. And the Colts move to the top of the AFC South with a home win over the Texans. I hit the uh, Cowboys last night to win and laying three. That was a beautiful bet. And then how about the Titans bet? They didn't deserve that. No, they didn't. All I know is that Melvin Gordon, with all his money, piked. He fumbled at the one. They were at the one yard. Would they have three cracks at it? They did because they, they botched it a couple times, and they gave him flags, put him right back there, gave him fresh set of downs. When Vrabel didn't challenge that fourth down uh, around like midfield. That was a first down. I'm like, how, how, what are you doing? I mean, yeah, there's no guarantee you're going to overturn it, but if you do overturn it, you just melt the clock. It's done. And instead, he lets them get the ball. They march all the way down. Not, how did they not? Was there something that had they already used it? Why did he not challenge that spot? It was so bad, that spot. They moved the ball back a yard, and the guy was over the fir- first down. He clearly was a first down. I have no idea what Vrabel was doing there. Because he's not a good coach. He's just not. Flat out not a good coach. How do you not? Like, can you imagine Belichick not throwing that red flag there and challenging that? I don't know what he was doing. I was watching that, too, and I'm going, why how is this bad? guy not? How and he bad? had it in his hand. Right. How he was bad? standing there. How bad are the refs? Like, how in God's name do you watch that play and spot the ball a yard back after the guy went over the first down line easily? As he was, it, it, was, uh, it was Tannehill, right? He was clearly. Yeah, sneak. Uh, he was over the line. He was over that first right, down line. Right, they him back afterwards. Are you kidding? The, the refs in the NFL are so atrocious. They are the worst. Here we go again. It's the same thing every day. Did I not get in the car tonight and tell you how many flags did they throw in the car? We've been in the car for 30 minutes, and they threw 10 flags. They throw a flag on every play. It was insane. It wasn't even that play. It wasn't even like one of those where the QB sneaks. He ends up like in the middle of the pile, so you can't really tell where he or the ball is. Like he was on top of the pile. His back was turned against everyone else. You could clearly see where the ball was, and they still screwed it up. They screwed it up because they suck. They're deplorable. They're the worst, and I think they've actually passed the NBA refs now. They influence every single game. You watch yesterday. I had the two TVs going. I had my team on one. I had the red zone on the other. Every time you turned around, there was another just, what is this flag for? They had two phantom roughing the passers they called on me yesterday in that game. And you're looking around. It's every game in the league. They're just making bad calls oh, after it's, bad uh, calls. They, and they average, I think, 14 flags a game. It's it seems sad. it seems like 40. It's ruining the game. It already has ruined the game. 26 nothing in New York tonight. Right now, Patriots. Oh, there's another flag. They fly across your TV screen like bugs. Like, you think it's a, a bird or a bug flying. They're just yellow flags flying everywhere. But it used to be when there was a touchdown, you're holding your breath to wait to see if there's a flag. Now every play you're it, waiting for the flag. It's every play. And, and, again, I repeat, they're all 75 years old. All the NFL refs are all literally – they're either 55 or up. There's no one under the age of 55 refing in the NFL. They're all 75 – between 55 and 75 years old. A couple of them are 90. They can't even run. 855-212-4CBS. Later this hour, Mitch Lawrence, NBA Radio. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4227 is the number to get on the bench. 26 nothing Patriots just destroying the Jets tonight in New York. Adam Gase looking just stupid standing on the sideline. I mean, honest to God, you have to blame at some point Sam Darnold. Four interceptions and a fumble 
He's got five by himself. I mean, literally five. And there's another flag. Every play, there's a flag. And and they literally, I mean, he is destroying uh, this game for New York by himself. Single-handedly, he has been atrocious. He's, right, it's not at some point. It's at every point. He's the only one to blame for tonight. Eight of 19 for only 50 yards and four interceptions and a fumble. That is the worst performance of his entire career so far, hands down, without a you know, question. So, and it's just the same thing over and over. It's just the same stupid mistake he keeps making. You learn day one as a quarterback in the NFL, right? You can't throw off your back foot. Maybe for Tom Brady and your Aaron Rodgers, you can. Everyone else cannot throw off your back foot. Three times of the four picks. That's just the pressure's coming in his face. Takes that step back, only on the back foot, chucks it up, lofts it in the air, and is picked off. It really is unbelievable. But um, you know, I'm surprised it's only 26 nothing. You throw four picks and have a fumble, it should be 40 to nothing if you're playing this team. You know, it is unbelievable to me how good they are where their defense is literally – you know, I saw this bet today. Did you see that one bet that they had rocking this, uh, whatever it was, The uh, I think it was the bet MGM they had going where you bet a dollar, and uh, if uh, if both teams score, you'll, uh, I think I swear to God, it was you bet a dollar and both teams score, you get 100, right? And now look at the score, 26 nothing. The Jets are literally, I mean, there's a chance they might get shut out in this game. Right? There's a great chance. And then how about, like, if they collected all the people that bid on that bet? Imagine if they, you know what I mean? Like, it's not about who wins. It's about who if they both score, you get 100 bucks. It's like it was like a it was like a teaser type uh, bet. Like, like promo they, one where you have to keep the money in and keep betting it type of deal. Yeah. So, like, can you imagine if they don't score the whole game? That's all I'm uh, caring about anymore on this game is that, well, two things are happening. One is that there's no other sports on tonight, which is a travesty, right? The games are all over. There's one hockey game going on right now in the third period, but that game's going to end soon, right? And then there'll be nothing on at all to watch sports-wise. And then you'd, you know, just hope for, like, a good game, like a good Monday night game. And this game's just another bad performance by the Jets. Can you imagine, like, paying money and, like, a season ticket holder or you pay to go see this game and you, you know, pack the kids in the car, your buddy, your beer, your reefer, you, you, you know, your bratwurst, you go over there tailgate and then you party and whatever, and then you go into the game and you watch your team lay this egg and you spend $500? Honestly, can you imagine? At least you got to see Tom Brady beat your ass. Because, you know, that's the only reason to go, right, is to watch the six-time champs. I'm amazed at how many people are still in the seats. Well, I mean, a lot of people have to go to work tomorrow. You'd think they'd go home already or get out of there before they sit in traffic for two hours because you know what it's like leaving that stadium. It's a nightmare. Right. My fiance's got to go past there going home. She just texted me. She's like, am I going to be in traffic? I'm like, yeah, they're getting their ass kicked, so everyone's going to be leaving. When is she going home? Now. Well, I don't know. I think she'd beat it right now, don't you? According to the Google Maps, you are, but I can't believe it. I mean, I figured everyone would have left once they threw that other pick or, you know, they came out of halftime, didn't do anything, I would have left. Yeah, I don't know. I, they are so bad. I mean, this is unbelievable. What And what are they going to be now? One and five yeah. and one and three at home. I would have gone back out and gotten drunk in the parking lot. Forget paying $12 a beer watching this. I mean, honestly, like, can you believe it? After the performance that they put on against the Cowboys, and then what? Did they have off uh, or what? That was, uh, what? That was last Sunday. 
So last Sunday and then a week later and a Monday, they're playing Monday Night Football and they can't even score. And their quarterback has like five Falk turnovers. Again. Five turnovers. I mean, it's, he looks as bad as Luke Falk. They cut him, didn't they? They did. Thanks for everything. You're cut. Bye. How ruthless is that? But when you think about Brady, he barely has to work tonight, right? Michelle's got two TDs. Dorsett's got a TV. Or, excuse me, a TD. And then uh, Brady's got one TD, one pick. But, I mean, it's like uh, going through the motions for him, isn't it? Just, it's easy work. And they're going to go to, uh, what, 7-0 and and 4-0 and on the road. But the only thing he's thinking now in this game is don't get hurt. That's that's it. Just avoid getting sacked so you don't get hurt. He just got sacked or, you know, got rid of the ball and got hit. And we noticed earlier, you, hey, here's the rule. You cannot tackle a quarterback anymore at all. You cannot tackle a quarterback. If you tackle a quarterback by the legs, you get 15 yards for roughing the passer, which is absolute BS. That you cannot tackle a, a quarterback by the legs, to me, is the most ridiculous rule on the face of the earth. The game of football is meant to tackle the legs, right? You're not allowed to hit them in the legs. You hit them up in the head, you get it? You hit them in the legs. The only thing you can do is grab them and throw them down, right? And not even hard. You have to just like, lay place them, them. Place them. Place them down. You have to lay them down like Can't a, land on them. Like, a gla- like China. You got to treat them like glass, like, you know, Waterford Crystal. You cannot there, – there really is no point in rushing the quarterback anymore. If I'm a defense anymore, seriously, I have three up rushing and eight back. Simple. Why rush the quarterback? Every time you touch him, you get a flag. We've already seen it in this game. We've already seen roughing the passer in this game. Howard in Florida, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Scott. Hey. Hey. Tampa via Pittsburgh at the D. Hey. Great World Series coming up. Back to 1963 when Kovacs Drysdale was against Ford and Bowden. I like the Nationals, I think. But I'm not sure. Anyway, also, NFL replay. They need in college replay. I'd like to see them show the person making the final decision and how they view things. What do you think about that? You mean the guy in New York that everybody hates? Yes. Yeah, that's not going to happen either. Uh, Riveron is not going to get any. There's no way they will ever show Al Riveron making decisions in the league office headquarters uh, television monitor station because bottom line is he's he's just an atrocity to begin with. He should be fired already for the crappy job he's done with the uh, zero reversals of anything in pass interference. I mean, the NFL refs are a joke, so there's no reason to watch the guy in charge of the joke, right? Like, it's such a joke, the refs. I can't even imagine watching this guy do his job because I'd want to puke. He's so terrible at his job. I don't care who he is. I don't care if he's your father, uncle, cousin, uncle, you know, grandfather, anything. I don't care who he is, your next-door neighbor. He's the worst. He, he is the absolute worst. And then all these clowns they have analyzing the calls. I mean, that's become a job now in itself, right? These analysts like Blandino and who's the other one? The one on CBS, Gene Steratore and, oh, my God, uh, Ferreira. Is that another one? Pereira, they're terrible. I, I, honestly, I can't bear to listen to them. You know, I don't need someone to help me watch these plays. All, I watch 50 replays myself. 
You know what I mean? They Every play, every call, they show it 30 times. What, what do I need somebody to watch me, hold my hand? I know what I see. Did you not watch that play at the goal line with the Titans? He fumbled the ball. And we sat and looked at it 35 times to see if he fumbled the ball. And I knew the first time I saw it that the ball came out. All those guys do is come on the TV and for five minutes tell you how the ref was wrong and then the ref doesn't reverse the decision anyway. Ever. Ever. It's a joke. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, uh, what's huge? Pharrell's football picks. That's what's huge. Where do you get them? Pharrellonthebench.com. The best site, the best snags, the best price, the best return. Pharrellonthebench.com. Every play, every day. Baseball through the series, boxing, every fight, MMA, same thing. Hockey, hoops, hoops start tomorrow. Pharrellonthebench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. College football this week, 69% of my bets hit. I hit seven of my top ten plays. And in the NFL, after the Patriots win this game tonight and cover the spread against the Jets, which was nine and a half, it'll be uh, 71% bets hit in the NFL this week. So... How do you like them apples? Mitch Lawrence, NBA Radio on Sirius XM, joins us to start the season. How you doing, Mitch? I'm doing great. Can't wait for the season to get started. How are you, Scotty? I'm great. Do you think that um, like tomorrow night, without uh, George, that uh, Davis and LeBron will take advantage of that absence and beat the Clippers, or do you think we'll just see Patrick Beverly play great defense and get in a fight with someone? <laughs> I think Patrick Beverly will definitely get involved with somebody. But you want to know something? If you're the Lakers and you don't have to play Paul George, you got to go out and win that game. I mean, come on. It's, uh, it's sitting there. But, look, I like the Clippers overall. I think the Clippers are going to actually win their first NBA title because they're going to be a relentless, great defensive team with Kawhi, Paul George. No load management for Kawhi compared to what he did last year. And the Lakers are going to be a terrible defensive team. They got a lot of names with guys who are way over the hill. LeBron doesn't like to play defense either. The only way they're going to win and play defense is if Anthony Davis is that defensive player of the year he claims he wants to be. But I think it's going to be a longer year for the Lakers than people think. Well, a lot of people think, uh, like Vegas has the Clippers-Lakers 1-2 and odds to uh, win the championship. So uh, you don't have faith in that, apparently, with the Lakers. No, I just don't. I just think that, you know what, they've got some names. They've got guys like, you know, Danny Green and Dwight Howard. But come on, I don't know how many people are going to be able to stop. We all know LeBron, he only plays defense when he really wants to, which isn't very much these days. And as we all know, he's going to be 35 in another couple of, in a, in a month or two. So, yeah, I think the Clippers, from that standpoint, the Clippers, to me, are the chalk. They are the, the team to go with because I think, you know, Kawhi wants to make history, win another title, get his first regular season uh, MVP compared to the finals MVPs. And I think Paul George is in a perfect role there. And defensively, they are going to be hell on wheels for teams. So I think Doc Rivers has the much better team in L.A., better than uh, Frank Vogel. So do you think uh, a lot of people, uh, we've been talking on this show about the Warriors, without Clay Thompson till what, you know, February, March, yeah. April yeah. maybe. But uh, but with D'Lo and Curry and Green, and do you think that they're a bad choice in terms of uh, being a, a heavy in the West anyway? Oh. No, they're not. You know what? They're going to be seventh or eighth if that. They just lost too much talent. I mean, first of all, start with Durant. That's why the playing field is all of a sudden leveled in the league because he left there. And Curry's played a million playoff games the last five years, so we'll see how much he can play if there's going to have to be load management. You know, Draymond Green got paid. We'll see how that impacts him. 
And I just don't know if you lose, you know, you lose Durant, you lost Iguodala, you don't have Clay, and you lost Sean Livingston. How can you be? How can you be that good, especially in the West? I think you know Curry could. I don't buy the stuff that Curry's going to be the MVP. I think he can win a scoring title. He's going to have to shoot about 35 times a game for them to win. I just think Golden State's going to take a big time step back, and it makes sense when you look at the talent that they've lost. Uh, Mitch Lawrence with us. He's great. You can check him out on Sirius uh, NBA Radio. What do you think of the, uh, the these other teams like the Nuggets? who were so good uh, last year and, and these last couple of years, and the Rockets now with Westbrook and Harden playing together. You know what? Just like uh, I'm looking for a team like but what, who's the Boston of this year? Who's that team that's going to come in with all the hype and underachieve? I could see the Lakers being that team. I could see the Rockets being that team. Mike D'Antoni's a lame duck coach. We know Harden's going to put up great numbers in the regular season, but is he going to get it done in the playoffs with Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook, man, you know, he's bad shot selection. He's a turnover waiting to happen. I don't know if Houston's going to do any noise and make any noise in the playoffs, but I'll tell you what, I like what Denver's done. They're coming back with the same team they've got. They've always had, you know, it's a tough place to play there. And Scotty, that team that lost Game 7 on their home court last year to Portland when C.J. McCollum went off, I think that is a great playoff scar for a young team to have going forward, using that to build off of this year. I could see them getting, you know, at least making the Western Conference Finals this year with Jokic, who's a uh, MVP candidate. Who knows? Maybe they'll get to a Finals for one. How do you think uh, Porzingis, who looks jacked, he gained like 20 yeah. pounds of muscle, how do you think he's going to play with Dodgers? Because I think they're going to be really good together. I think the rest of the team is kind of trash. Yeah, supporting cast isn't very good. Look, Dodgers is the real deal. I still have to see Porzingis play and not get hurt. He's always, you know, we saw flashes in New York. We know the type of talent that he has. We wanted to see him rebound more, score inside more. That's one thing. But the fact that he hasn't been able to stay healthy, as you know, that's a huge deal with guys. I mean, we're seeing what's happening with with poor Zion Williamson right now. He can't even get his career on track. But if Porzingis and Doncic are on the court together for 70, 75 games, maybe the Mavericks can overcome their lack of a supporting cast and actually make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to get there. I think they need some more help around them. But let's see if Porzingis can actually stay healthy for once. So they gave, uh, you know, Quinn Snyder a new deal in Utah. What do you think of Spider in that team? Yeah, I like that. I mean, look. They got a lot better with their moves. Mike Conley's going to help them a lot over Ricky Rubio. It's going to take pressure off of Donovan Mitchell. Bringing in Bogdanovich from, from Indiana is going to help them with their offense. Now Ingles comes off the bench. Dennis Lindsay is their GM. That's a tough place to be able to get free agents, so he had to make a big trade with Mike Conley, and I think that's going to help them. I could see Utah, you know, they're going to be real good in the regular season. I just don't know. A team like that, when they have to play a team, if they meet up with the Lakers, let's say they meet up with, obviously, the Clippers, they don't have a finals MVP on that team that they can match. A guy who you know at the end of a quarter, at the end of a playoff game, can get you a big basket late. That's the one thing I worry about with them. It's going to have to come down to maybe Mike Conley. But we'll see. But I think Utah will be a very tough out. Uh, so the Nets, with no KD, just Kyrie and the cast with Levert yeah. and company that was really a good team last year. They were solid. How yeah. do you think they'll be with no KD and just Kyrie? Well, next year, I mean, they, next year, if Kevin comes back next year, Durant, and he's over the Achilles, they will go right to the top of the East because they'll have a two-time final. Let's say he's not diminished. I mean, that's a big thing off the Achilles. We'll see what kind of shape he's in. But on paper with Kyrie, that should be the best team in the East, depending on what still happens in Philly and Milwaukee, obviously. This year, they're still going to be 44, 45 wins maybe. I want to see what Kyrie Irving does off an awful year he had last year in Boston. Couldn't get along with teammates, had his problems with his coach. 
Uh, we all know that the, the death of his grandfather apparently sent him off the rails. He couldn't regroup. He needed counseling. He needed to take a leave of absence. Uh, the guy drew $20 million from the Celtics and basically never told him how messed up he was because of the death of his grandfather. He's got a lot to prove this year. Uh, he's, he claims he's happier. He's back home in this area. That's fine. But he's got to go out and prove it. He has a lot to say. He needs to go out and show that he's a great player again. So and Mitch, a great teammate. Mitch Lawrence with us. Uh, what do you think of the Raptors without uh, Kawhi? Sunk. They're sunk. They're not going anywhere. Wow. I mean, you know, you lose Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> okay, Pascal Siakam showing pro. They showed he's showing progress. He's a guy who you think could be a big time player. I don't know if he's ever going to be an elite player. They're going to pay him tons of money. He got the big contract, 130 million. Without Kawhi Leonard, where are they going in terms of getting out of the, you know, getting out of the East? Could they make a little noise in the playoffs? Perhaps they've got a lot of veteran guys who have won, but come on, that's still a huge loss. That's a tremendous, that's a crippling blow for that franchise. And you know, regular season-wise in the East, they're still going to be in the playoffs. But I just don't expect them to make any noise at all when it comes to the playoffs. A lot of people think the Sixers are the best team in the East, and uh, I'm not buying it. You're not buying it. No, you know why? Who do they have who can go late in the game who can get a shot? They don't have anybody. They claim it's going to be Tobias Harris. He's never had that role. I'm talking about a playoff situation. We know they're going to make the playoffs. Ben Simmons is not a good shooter. He's a reluctant shooter. Joel Embiid is unreliable. You can't depend on this guy. He gets sick and misses playoff games. Who ever heard of that? So I know on paper they've got a great starting five, and Josh Richardson is there now and fine. But I'll tell you what, the Jimmy Butler loss hurts, and I just got to see with my own eyes who down the stretch of a playoff game they can depend on to get them a big basket when there's when it's like when you need a Kyrie Irving when you need a Kawhi Leonard when you lead need a guy like a you know a LeBron they don't have that player right do you uh, still think it's the Bucks are the best team I do I do and and this is a Bucks team that doesn't have a number two star in my mind I mean Chris Middleton's a nice player but he's on a championship team I think he'd be your third guy. But Giannis, I'm, depending on him, I'm looking at him to actually be better than last year and be not satisfied with being an MVP, uh, taking his game to another level and getting the sick, excuse me, getting the Bucks to the finals. I actually have the Clippers and the Bucks, if you can believe that, playing for the NBA Finals in June. I mean, call me crazy, but I think those are going to be the two best teams. And you have to love what Giannis has done, and he's not satisfied. He's got a great work ethic. He wants to be even better than he was last year, and that means he's got to improve his game in the playoffs where teams were able to shut him down, especially Toronto last year. He's got to improve on that. Uh, Mitch uh, Lawrence with us. Let me ask you, on NBA Radio last week, they were talking about Sabonis uh, was going to get traded, and he was like, well, this shows me what they think of me, and then they gave him $77 million today. Yeah. Is that deal just to give him a deal and then trade him, or are they going to keep him? You know, there's a big question out there about it, whether he and Miles Turner can get along. Oh, that has to be that, that remains to be seen. Uh, you know, it's not an easy place to get guys. Obviously, it's not a free agent destination. He's part of one of their great trades in history when they traded off Paul George. and got Oladipo and Sabonis. So I wouldn't be surprised if they kept him. But I think a lot of people out there want to see what it looks like when he has to play with Miles Turner. But we all like the job that Sabonis has done. And if they put him on the trade market, there are going to be a lot of teams that are going to want him. And uh, give me your synopsis of uh, the Knicks now. <laughs> Boy. I'll tell you what, what a brutal offseason it was, right? I mean, they couldn't even get meetings with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They lost out on the lottery for Zion, although now you wonder about Zion. But, I mean, you know, they still don't have – the big thing is they still don't have a point guard. It's just a mess in New York. And, um, you know, they're still going to – they've brought in 5,000 power forwards, so they're going to win some games. But for Nick fans, this is going to be another long year. The big thing for Nick fans has to be – 
can they develop R.J. Barrett and Kevin Knox and get something out of those guys to give themselves two future building blocks? We'll see about that. I got one minute, respectfully. Uh, how do you think Jimmy Buckets will do with Spolster down in Miami? Oh, he's fine down here. It's guys like Dion Waiters who are bucking the system. He wants to be a Laker. That's what, what I've been told. Uh, you know, so he doesn't fit in the culture down there. But Jimmy Butler, hey, he went down there. He wanted the money. He wanted to be the number one guy. He'll get them to the playoffs. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And uh, this is the type of situation he's going to thrive in because he, you know, they, they run a tight ship down there, and that's what he wants. He wants that type of thing. But in terms of he needs a second star in a worse way, whether it's, it's going to be Chris Paul or somebody else, He's not going anywhere in terms of deep in the playoffs, even in the East, unless he's got a running mate. Right now, he doesn't have anybody. Awesome stuff, Mitch Lawrence. I'm sad that uh, Zion's not going to play for two months, but uh, eventually we'll see him. And when he played in the preseason, he was ferocious. Uh, Mitch, thanks for coming on the bench. We'll check out uh, Mitch Lawrence on NBA Radio, and we'll have him on the bench all season long. Thanks, Mitch. Thank you. See you, Scott. All right, Mitch Lawrence of NBA Radio on Sirius XM. 855-212-4CBS. 33 to nothing. Patriots with an emphatic thud of Sam Darnold tonight with his pathetic performance. Four picks and a fumble. How embarrassing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.